0: Welcome to She Can, the podcast, where the goal is for you to leave each episode feeling empowered to go after what you want, and knowing that if she can, so can you. Let's get started. Hi friend, I hope you're well. I am thrilled to be talking to you today about a few takeaways that I took away, (laughs) takeaways that I took away from our UK training conference. So the company that I work with had its first training conference for three years. I've been to the global training conference which happened in July and that was in Las Vegas but this was a UK one and it's a special kind of conference because it's a smaller number, it's still about 2,000 people but relatively smaller number compared to the global one and I've been in this business now for 14 years and so much has changed. The mechanics have changed, the website has changed, the products have changed, the way that we do business has changed because the world has changed. But one thing that has remained the same over all of these years is the community and the culture and the ethics and the brand that wants to give back and be more and be not only the best company in the world, but also the best company for the world. And the people that are involved in this are fun, they're driven, they're passionate, they're purpose-led, they always lead with ethics, they always do the right thing, they always have the highest standards of integrity. And those are the types of people that I want to surround myself with and be involved with. And I just had such a good time. I was fortunate enough to be a speaker. I was able to train some of the leaders in the business, which I loved. But one of my highlights is what I'm gonna talk to you about today, and that was the keynote speaker who wasn't part of the business, and his name is Hal Elrod. So Hal Elrod, you may be familiar with. He is the author of a book called The Miracle Morning, and also the author of The Miracle Equation, both of which I have read and they're absolutely phenomenal. One of those books has honestly changed my life and that is The Miracle Morning. So I'll tell you more about that a little bit later on. But what I want to talk to you about first is his experience and his journey and what equipped him to actually write these books. So Hill, first of all, his first big learning curve was when he was told that he would never walk again after he had a car accident and he was actually pronounced dead for six minutes. His family were told that he had died and they were saying his goodbyes when the life support machine actually started to show flickers of hope and he came round and he came out of his coma and he became conscious and after that he was told you will be conscious but you will never walk again. So in that moment, he spoke about the two different options that he had. He spoke about two different things that he would visualise. The first one was that if he was to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life, he would be the most happy person you have ever met in a wheelchair. He was going to embrace that and be that and become the happiest person that anyone had ever met because he was so happy to be alive and the second option was maybe he will walk again. He's just been told that he would never. But who knows that? These people know their subject and their experts, but they don't know you. And that was the first thing that really blew me away. He said, anyone who gives you a you know a prediction for your life or your outcome, they know their subject, but they don't know you. So he went into deep meditations and visualizations over the course of weeks and months and visualized his body repairing itself, visualized himself walking, meditated on the fact that he would heal and the physiotherapists were astounded when eventually he did walk and he could learn to walk again and he became a really healthy man and In that moment, he spoke about the power of emotional enlightenment and he speaks about emotional enlightenment. And by that, he means the ability to choose your optimal emotional state in any set of circumstances. So he spoke about the fact that when you feel angry or sad or depressed or low, the reason for all of those negative low vibe feelings tends to be that you're in resistance You're in resistance to something that's actually happening. So if he had resisted the fact that he might end up in a wheelchair, he would have felt sad. Why be angry about the fact that the driver drove into him? Angry about the fact that the other driver who drove into him was drunk? Angry about the circumstances. He had so much to feel resentment towards and he had so much to be in resistance about. But he chose to accept what had happened because these three words, you can't change it, can't change it. And when you realise that, when you realise that you can't change it, then the only outcome is to think, okay, can't change it. So do we A, sit and moan about it and decide that we're unhappy about it and B, in really depressed states about it or do we decide how do we get on from here how do we move forward from here because we can't change it are you in a state right now of resistance towards something that's happened in your life have a think about are there relationships that are in turmoil at the moment because you are in resistance to something that's happened maybe someone has taken an action that you didn't approve of but you can't change it. Maybe someone has done something to you years and years ago, but you can't change it. Maybe you are in a position where you you know, you know, wanted to be further ahead than you currently are, but you can't change it. You can't go back in time. So what do we do about it now? How do we move forward? How do we accept the situation that we're in and move forward? And that's the state that he calls emotional enlightenment. And if you think about any situation in your life, even something as simple as traffic. When you go out and you've got a date, you've got an appointment, and you go out and you just hit a traffic jam straight away, are you in resistance to the traffic? Do you think, oh, this is so annoying. There's roadworks everywhere. There's traffic lights everywhere. I can't turn anywhere in this time without there being traffic lights. Another road is shut. How was I supposed to know this was going to happen? I'm going to end up late. And because I'm late, I might end up losing a client and the person's going to think I'm really disorganised and this is so annoying. Who gets like that (laughs) when they're in a traffic jam? You can take that stance and make yourself stressed, put your heart rate through the roof, put your blood pressure through the roof and still not get anywhere fast because you can't change it. You can't change a traffic jam once you're in it. Or you can think, okay, we're in a traffic jam. There is nothing I can do about this right now. Can't change it. So let's use this time while we're in the car for listening to a good audio. Or let's phone a friend that we've not spoken to in a while. Or let's phone the person, tell them that we're going to be late and deal with this. Let's use this time to the best because we can't change it. When you realise that you live your life either in acceptance or in resistance it will change everything that you do in every single way. So just really have a think about that when you're living your life because it works for the the big things in life but also the little daily things because it can put you in a state of optimism or a state of pessimism straight away when you decide to either live in acceptance or live in resistance. So that was the first big deal that happened to him. He was told that he wouldn't walk again and he actually died in terms of medical analysis and he is now fine and he walks. But at the age of 37, he was also told that he had a terminal form of cancer. In that moment, again, because of his experiences in the past, he focused on emotional enlightenment. He focused to choose his optimal emotional state, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what's happened. And he chose to, again, meditations and visualizations and real deep work about becoming well again and healing himself. And sure enough, time passed and he did get over the cancer and he is healed from cancer. And it just goes to show you the power power of your mind and you know something like cancer is is a topic that is clearly not all about that there's so much more involved in that and some people get the the lucky end of the straw and some people don't and it's it's a really hard thing to deal with but think about how you can relate that to your life is there something is there an external set of circumstances that have been placed upon you an expert of some way shape or form has told you that you're not good enough that you can't make it that you won't make it that you're better off staying with what you're going to do they may know their subject but they don't know you you get to decide you get to choose what your future will be in a lot of circumstances not every circumstance granted but Use the power of your mind and the power of your focus in every single way that you can and focus to be an acceptance of what you can't change and live with gratitude and focus on changing what you can and with a lack of resistance with what you, you can't change. So Hal got over his cancer, he learned to walk again and then came his third massive hurdle which was in the recession of 2008, he had a coaching business and basically because it was a recession, all of his coaching clients just started pulling their funds and they started um, saving money instead of spending on coaching. And he was really broke, broke to the point that he would lose his house, even although on the outside looking in, he was a successful person. So. He did what so many people do when he have when they have to clear their minds and he went out a run and he was running and he was listening to personal development audios on the way. He was listening to Jim Rohn specifically. And Jim Rohn spoke about the fact that you cannot exceed your level of personal development. So the quote that he spoke about was your levels of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person you become. And he thought about that quote and he realised that he lived his life really focused on personal development. He did journaling, he did meditation, he did visualisation, he said affirmations. But what he didn't realise was that no one had really combined all of those things to make them a morning routine. So he came up with the sabres. So the savers are a really smart way to remember the sequence of personal development that he starts his morning with every single day. So that starts with silence, that's your meditation or your prayer. The mavers doesn't sound so well, that's why he came up with the S at the start. So silence, affirmations is the A, V for visualization, E for exercise, R for reading and S at the end for scribing, which is journaling. So again, me verge didn't sound so good. So that's why they put silence at the start and scribing at the end for a So that acronym is something that I have absolutely been impacted with over the years. Right now we have a similar a similar acronym we just do a slight variation of it on our Be well community which we run every single morning Monday to Friday at half past six if you want to be part of that then please let me know because it's free for anyone to be involved in it and Hal spoke about the power of starting your day like that the power of starting your day with intention and he experienced such growth from that and so many experts in the field really started to refer to The Miracle Morning and refer to their morning routines as being key, absolutely vital in their success. So The Miracle Morning was a roaring success. But from there, he came out with another book, which is called The Miracle Equation. And in that book, he speaks about the fact that he... Feels like he did an injustice when he wrote The Medical Morning because he spoke about the personal development side of things, but there was no action, there was no formula that actually helped work towards the goals after they'd put it out into the universe and they'd they'd affirmed it and they'd visualized it and they'd exercised. You know, the, the goal and the result doesn't just come into your lap after that. It takes a combination of of two things which he, which his book is all about, and that is unwavering faith and extraordinary effort. And when you combine unwavering faith and extraordinary effort, then that is when you start to see massive, massive results in your business, in your goals, and whatever it is that you set out to do, because you're starting your day well, you're starting your day with intention, you're visualising yourself, you're doing all the mindset work, but then you also go out there and you make it happen and you put the action into place and you live in a state of acceptance, what you cannot change, you don't focus on, but what you can change, then you start from the beginning, you start with what matters most and you make real progress on that action. So he's gone from someone who focused only on personal development and mindset work to focusing on actually how you can put that into place and the extraordinary effort that it takes Obviously, the unwavering faith part is living in that acceptance state and realising that you can't change anything, but have faith that what you want your outcome to be will happen. And then he speaks about these five steps. So this is from the book, The Miracle Equation by Hal Elrod. So he has five steps to achieving your miracle, whatever that may be for you. For you, it could be dropping a dress size. For you, it could be writing a book. For you, it could be starting your own business or promoting within your career or writing a, a recipe plan, or whatever it is, you have something on your mind that you want to focus on and you want to take real action on. These are your five steps. Number one, predetermine your process. So, once you've decided what your singular mission is, you have to predetermine what tasks you will perform every single day, what steps will be necessary for the type of goal that you want to achieve, and decide what process you will do physically and mentally to actually make that happen. Number two is release any emotional attachment to your results. So whether this happens or whether this doesn't happen, it's okay because you have unwavering faith that it will happen. You're doing everything that you possibly can single-mindedly for your mission. So release the emotional attachment. When you commit to your process and you release that emotional attachment to your day-to-day results, your long-term results inevitably take care of themselves without needing to get frustrated along the way. It's when you don't release the emotional attachment and every day when you're doing this stuff, every day when you're in the gym or every day when you're Eating really healthy, you think, I've not seen much difference, I've not seen much difference, I'm feeling a bit deflated, I don't look much different on the scales. Keep going until, because it will show up. When you focus on the long term, the short term takes care of itself. Step three is schedule your process. So we all know what it feels like to buy new gym clothes or order a bunch of books on a topic that you're really excited about, but then things happen and the kids you know, get sick or they need a day off school or one of your clients gives you some more work or life happens. Are you still as excited as you were when you bought the gym clothes? One way to help ensure that you follow through on your initial goal is schedule your process. So make sure that it's in your diary so that regardless of what happens, you know when the activity is going to get done. Because when it's scheduled, it will get done. If it's not scheduled, then you'll fly by the seat of your pants. More important things will happen, and you'll think, "Oh, it's okay. I'll just, I'll do it tomorrow again." So make sure it's scheduled. Number four is safeguard your success with accountability. So go public. Go public. Tell us all what the goal is. Tell someone what you're working towards. Tell. Uh, friend that your goal is to run a half marathon or tell your friend that your goal is to bring out your recipe book or whatever it may be for you tell someone so that they'll keep you accountable you know yourself better than anyone else does so what do you think you'll it'll, it's going to take for you to stay committed and stay committed like stay committed to the process do you think you'll be self-reliant and you don't need anyone or do you think that someone being there saying how did you get on this morning did you do that miracle morning call this morning like you said you would if you had someone like that would it help you you decide and get that accountability if necessary and number five is assess your results and adjust your process accordingly so it may not happen first time you may not get to the goal first time But what you can do is once you've finished your process, assess and then adjust and you go again. You assess, you adjust and you go again. And that's how you achieve your miracle, my friends. According to Hallie is unwavering faith with extraordinary effort combined with the mindset work of the miracle morning. And that is a recipe book to whatever you want to achieve in life. It's absolutely phenomenal when you hear these stories from people who have been through so much and that's what I think when it comes to personal development and reading I just think that we have books and books and books and books of people who have emptied the contents of their mind they've emptied all their knowledge onto pages why wouldn't you read it why wouldn't you just take all that on board and let it help you and the key is to take it on board and then put it into action instead of just taking it on board and letting it go in one ear and out the other. Because when you put it into action, that's when your self-esteem is gonna grow and that's where you're gonna notice a difference in your own mindset, but also in your own results when you're going after these goals and going after these miracles. So I hope that's helped. I have loved telling you all about that. I was so excited to listen to him. And let's all raise our level of personal development to the level that we want to become because first it starts in your head and then it starts out in the real wide world. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value from that episode today, then I would love for you to share it on your social media. You'll find me at Instagram at Megan McLean UK and the podcast is at She Can Pod. And if you found value, then please hop onto Apple Podcasts and write a five star review i would love you forever and that really helps the visibility of the podcast and helps us get good guests and all the rest of it on the podcast so thanks so much for your time thank you for spending your half hour with me and i hope to see you really soon